Welcome, everybody. We are glad that you're here. Welcome to our Tuesday afternoon Bible study. We got our tried and true folk here today. We are so blessed to have you with us. And if you're joining us online, welcome to wherever wherever you may be watching us today. Continued prayers for the Weatherspoon family. Uh, Bev was hoping to be here today, but just didn't quite feel up to it. If you're watching, Bev, uh, we look forward to seeing you back. Let's be a people of prayer. God above, we give thanks for this day of life, for the sun and for the warmth, for your spirit and for the breeze. May the words that we read today also whiff whiff through the air and, and touch not only our ears but our hearts, that we might become more loving, more forgiving, more grace-filled, and a little bit more like Christ. It's in his name that we read and pray. Amen. John chapter 7. How many chapters are in John? Is this going to take us through the summer? I have not looked yet. I have not mapped it out. John 21. So we have 14 more weeks. So that, yeah, that'll get us through most of summer. Uh, uh, John will. So where we are in John, uh, and I'll bring it up because uh, the very first verse, it says, after this, do you remember what happened last week? So we had uh, the feeding of the 5,000, and then we went into the walking on the water bit, and then uh, Jesus uh, came back over on the other side in Galilee, and everyone wanted to make him king, and he says, I don't want to be king. And they said, we're going to take you by force to be king, which didn't go very well. Jesus had a long lecture about uh, who he is. He's of the Father, and a lot of the people did not like that, and it we ended yesterday, uh, last week with, and many disciples left him. And he looked at the, other, at the 12 disciples, the, the 12 apostles, and says, are you going to leave me too? Which, of course, the answer was no. That, w- that was uh, right before we get to here, because uh, it's interesting when it starts out, try to figure out what Jesus is doing with his time right after this. So let's do verses 1 through 9. Two paragraphs. And do we have a volunteer to read? Oh, we got one. Thank you. After this, Jesus went around in Galilee. He did not want to go about in Judea because the Jewish leaders there were looking for a way to kill him. But when the Jewish festival of Tabernacle was near, Jesus' brothers said to him, Leave Galilee and go to Judea so that your disciples there may see the works you do. No one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you are doing these things, show yourself to the world. For even his own brothers did not believe in him. Therefore Jesus told them, My time is not here yet. For you any time will do. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me, because I testify that it works are evil. You go to the festival... I am not going up to this festival because my time has not yet fully come. After he had said this, he stayed in Galilee. So we have Judea that has Jerusalem. And just north of Judea is Galilee, the region of of, of Galilee. Um, And they didn't mix very, very much. He did not want to walk in Judea. The Jews sought to kill him. It was not for a lack of courage. But I, as, I, as, I, as John writes this, it's almost like there's, a, uh, there's an awareness of the Father's perfect timing. 
and it was not yet time for him to be arrested and delivered to the Gentiles. He still has a lot of ministry to do, uh, teaching the people before, before the whole crucifixion. If you get crucified too early, not enough people know your story. And uh, if you get crucified too late, then, then uh, you, you, you're, you're not going <laughs> to, you're going to be past your prime. Uh, it's almost amazing that people who uh, pass away somewhere in their 30s, 40s, at, at, the, at their height of, of who they are, uh, they tend to get remembered a lot more. Uh, Feast of Tabernacles. Uh, there's three giant feasts that, that take place. This is a joyful week-long celebration. It's in September or October, depending on when the moon hits, because the Jewish calendar is based on the moon. Uh, when families, they, they, they camp out in temporary shelters to remember God's faithfulness to Israel in the wilderness on the way from Egypt to Canaan under, under Moses. And they still do this. Uh, Feast of Tabernacles, Feast of Booths, it goes by a different name. Uh, Orthodox folk, even today, they go outside and they build a little shelter out of, out of limbs and branches, and they, they build a shelter for them, uh, mimicking their, their journey in the wilderness. Uh, his, bro- his brother said to him, some are, some are surprised to read the Bible says that Jesus has brothers. This is just one plain reference. John already mentioned the brothers of Jesus in uh, John chapter 2. Matthew wrote of the brothers of Jesus. Um, and Matthew also says the sisters of Jesus, too, were also described. I think we talked about this a few weeks back. Uh, did Jesus have brothers and sisters? What do you think? Did Jesus have actual brothers and sisters? Yeah. Yeah, we Protestants, we have no problem with that idea. Um, although it would be really weird if your uncle was Jesus, like, <laughs> how, do I, how do I, ooh, a tough family act to follow. Um, in the Catholic tradition, Mary was a virgin, always a virgin, and anytime it says brothers or sisters, it's more of a symbolic, metaphorically, you're all my brothers and sisters. Uh, we Protestants, honestly, it doesn't really matter. Uh, to us, if if Mary had other kids, great. If she didn't have other kids, great. We we have no we have no issue with that. Uh, go to Judea. Your disciples uh, are there. Uh, if you want to be famous, you have to be out in public. No one wants to be a public figure in in, in secret. So where are, where are the disciples? Where does it say they are? In Judea. Where's Jesus? In Galilee. He is hanging out with his family. So after the feeding of the 5,000, after the whole walking on the water, after the whole let's make you king, uh, after all that debacle, the way I read this, Jesus just wanted to go home for a while. And I don't blame him. A little bit of R&R. So his his 12 disciples aren't here. He, he is back home on the farm, if you will, uh, just just getting getting away from the crowds. And uh, I always picture Jesus everywhere he went, just being with his 12 disciples. We're going to go to Judea, and off they go. We're going to go here. All right, now uh, here, here he has a few weeks, a month off, something like that. And he is, he is not teaching. He's not doing, he, he's just being Jesus. Um. I love being pastor, but when I fly home, it's just nice being peaceful. Not in my family. No, they're not, they're not so quiet. Uh, but just like, just not pastor. I'm just, hey, I'm Mikey. Still in that town, I'm, they call me Mikey, which is really weird. Uh, 
until it's, until it's in, in like dinner time and they, hey, it's time for dinner. Who wants to pray for us? And they all look my way. I pray enough at work. Come on. <laughs> all right, I'll pray. Uh, the people of Jerusalem often look down on the Jews of Galilee. Since Jesus did most of his miraculous works in Galilee, it gave the religious leaders in Jerusalem just another reason that why Jesus was not the Messiah, because he didn't do it in front of the right audience. Uh, some believe that the Messiah, when the Messiah would come, he would make himself publicly known in some spectacular way. He would come out of the clouds. He would, uh, you know, Moses had the burning bush. Jesus, what do you have? Um, even as, as, as I read this, it kind of has this feeling that even the brothers didn't quite buy it yet. Like, uh, I'm sure they knew the story of the angels and the magi and all that. Uh, you know, firstborn kid always gets the good stuff. Um, but the brothers of Jesus never seemed to be supportive of his ministry until after the resurrection. Uh, there's a there's a line in Acts chapter one where it says the brothers and sisters of Jesus are now woe on board with uh, with belie- in, in believing in Christ. My time has not yet come. The word time that they used here in Greek is keros, which it, it doesn't it doesn't really mean like a a, a time on a clock but a time when something is fulfilled. Kairos time is like when the baby is due. We have an idea when it might be coming, but the baby knows when everything is just right. Um, when you're at gatherings and it's time uh, to move from supper to something else, you just kind of have this collective moment of it's, it makes sense. It's time to do something different. Uh, in the last city I lived in, we had uh, Swifts come in uh, over over like a six-day period, we had millions of swifts fly through the area, and they would stay in chimneys. And so at, at, at dusk, we would go out, and we would see like a million birds just swirling around, swirl, 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 swirl. And we would wait, and we would wait, and then finally one would duck into the chimney. And then once, once one got, then like all million of them just came down into, into, into the chimney. And just, they would just like, it was like a reverse tornado. And the people who owned the chimneys hated it. But that's, you know, that's what you're going to do. But there was just kind of a collective moment where it's, it's time. So that's when Jesus speaks, my time has not yet come. Um, it's not like it's on the clock, but it's just kind of a fulfillment of, of it's, it's, it's ready. Like Jesus, do you ever just want to go home for a few days? Wherever home may be for you. Maybe you lived here for 50 years, but home might still be somewhere else. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to go back and just touch base. Remember who you are. Yeah. Okay, well, let's see what happens next. Let's do verse is... T- so he's not going... All right, he's not going to the festival. I am not going to the festival. I am not going to the festival. All right, let's do verses 10 through 13. However, after his brothers had left for the festival, he went also, not publicly, but in secret... Now, at the festival, the Jewish leaders were watching for Jesus and asking, Where is he? Among the crowds, there was widespread whispering about him. Some said, He is a good man. Others replied, No, he deceives the people. But no one would say anything publicly about him for fear of the leaders. Jesus did not go with his brothers in one of the large processionals of, of the whole town's going. We're all going in a caravan. Uh, have you ever caravaned across the country with a whole bunch of people or from place? To, yeah. Um, 
that's what they did. Safety in numbers. Let's let's go. The town went. Uh, Jesus stayed behind, and then for whatever reason decided to go, but in in secret. Uh, so he was not uh, around his disciples. He, you know, we they they didn't know what he looked like. If if you didn't if you haven't seen Jesus taught before, there's no pictures of him. You you would just you would just blend right in. The secret departure for Jerusalem is not an act of deception, but probably an attempt to avoid unwelcome publicity. Jesus' enemies were watching for him for the purpose of arresting him or doing worse. Um, people were complaining, where, where is he? We saw him, he, he had this great food trick, and we're all in here. Wouldn't this be a great time for him to do that food trick again? We're all hungry. Wouldn't it be great to walk on water? Let's, let's, Jesus, we want the show. Put on the show. Uh, where are you at? Uh, whether they approved or disapproved of him, they did not voice their opinions too loudly or publicly. Uh, the authorities did not wish him to be discussed at all. And anyone who disregarded their wishes was liable to feel their, their displeasure. We have no problem keeping our opinions out there, do we? Has, has that changed over the years where people are a little more open about, I don't know, disgruntlement? Just Babbitt, life has a comment section now. Yeah. Yeah. What grandma say if you don't have anything nice to say? Yeah. My grandma's not on Twitter. <laughs> Or on the computer or any other places where. <laughs> All right, so he's at the festival. We're going to take on a big bite here. Let's do 14, that whole thing, 14 to 24. Jesus teaches at the festival. Not until halfway through the festival did Jesus go up to the temple courts and began to teach. The Jews there were amazed and asked, How did this man get such learnings without having been taught? Jesus answered, My teaching is not my own. It comes from the one who sent me. Anyone who chooses to do the will of God will find out whether my teaching comes from God or whether I speak on my own. Whosoever speaks on their own does so to gain personal glory. But he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is a man of truth. There is nothing false about him. Has not Moses given you the law? Yet not one of you keeps the law. Why are you trying to kill me? You are demon-possessed, the crowd answered. Who is trying to kill you? Jesus said to them, I did one miracle, and you are all amazed. Yet because Moses gave you circumcision, though actually it did not come from Moses, but from the patriarchs, you circumcise a boy on the Sabbath. Now, if a boy can be circumcised on the Sabbath so that the law of Moses may not be broken, why are you angry with me for healing a man's whole body on the Sabbath? Stop judging by mere appearances, but instead judge correctly. Though Jesus avoided a grand entrance, he came to Jerusalem with, with the Father's timing. And he taught boldly. He never shrank back from proclaiming the truth. Uh, the Jewish leaders knew that Jesus had not studied or had been a disciple under prominent rabbis of the time. That was the, the common way to become a rabbi, was to study under famous rabbis. 
Paul did this. Paul studied, studied under a famous rabbi, uh, Gamaliel. Gamaliel. Um, that's where he got his training. Jesus did not follow the normal and expected course of education for a teacher. My doctrine is not mine, but is but to his who sent me. Jesus did not point to his credentials, but to his doctrine. Um, it's, it's like he said, I don't have a seminary degree, but judge me by what if I if what I say is true. If the Jewish leaders listened carefully to the doctrine of Jesus, they would know that it was all rooted in the Old Testament scriptures and that it was from God. Uh, one of my favorite stories about John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist Church. Uh, a lady came up to him who was disgruntled by his preaching. Now, he went to Oxford, and he was, he was highly credentialed and all that. And uh, the, the lady told John Wesley, um, The Lord has told me that he has no need of your book learning. And John Wesley replied, uh, I know this. You don't need to tell me that the Lord doesn't need my book learning, but let me tell you on my own volition, not the Lord's, but th that the Lord does not need your ignorance either. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Jesus was an eloquent, gifted teacher, but he was not self-taught. You know, if, you're, if, if you are a part God, uh, trust me, you know what you're talking about. Uh, Jesus was just, none of you keep the law. Jesus just stated that he was absolutely, absolutely sinless and true, always seeking the glory of God in heaven. In contrast to Jesus, the religious leaders of the day did not keep the law. They had the law, they had the law, um, but did not keep it. I love the line in the middle of it. Yet one of, yet not one of you keeps the law. Why are you trying to kill me? It's, it, it, it I, I swear when he said this, it was more of a, why, what have I done to you? Why are you trying to kill me? And they look at him and said, you are demon-possessed. It's kind of sarcastic. You are, you are de who, is, who is trying to kill you? Because the crowds at that time did not know that the Jewish leaders were, were, were after him. They just thought he was a teacher. If a man receives circumcision on the Sabbath, did, did, that, uh, did that make sense to folk? So eight days after the baby is born, there is a countdown on the eighth day, circumcision. But it's the Sabbath. You're not supposed to work on the Sabbath. Eight days. Sabbath or no Sabbath. Uh, you're, it's, uh, this, this is what's going to happen to the child. Um, and she's like, I healed someone on the Sabbath. You took a knife to a baby on a Sabbath. Can I heal someone on a Sabbath? And uh, that's, that's, uh, that's the... Uh, that's the logic there. Uh, if you can wound someone on the Sabbath day, you can heal one as well. We have a, we have a phrase that, uh, uh, stop judging by mere appearances, but judge correctly. Uh, we have a phrase that justice is blind. Justice is blind. Do you ever see the statue of, uh, of justice? Just blindfold, holding the scales. Yeah. All right. Let's see what happens after this. 25 through, we're going to take another big bite. 20, there's, not, there's not really a good place to break this up. 25 to 36. Division over who Jesus is. At that point, some of the people of Jerusalem began to ask, isn't this the man they are trying to kill? Here he is speaking publicly, and they are not saying a word to him. Have the authorities really concluded that he is the Messiah? 
But we know where this man is from. When the Messiah comes, no one will know where he is from. Then Jesus, still teaching in the temple courts, cried out, Yes, you know me, and you know where I am from. I am not here on my own authority. But he who has sent me is true. You do not know him. I know him because I am from him, and he, is, he has sent me. At this they tried to seize him. But no one laid a hand on him, because his hour had not yet come. Still many in the crowd believed him. They said, The Messiah comes. Will he perform more signs than this man? The Pharisee heard the crowd whispering such things about him. Then the chief priest and the Pharisees sent temple guards to arrest him. Jesus said, I am with you for only a short time. Then I am going to the one who sent me. You will look for me, but you will not find me. And where I am, you cannot come. The Jews said to one another, Where does this man intend to go that we cannot find him? Will he go where our people live, scattered among the Greeks, and teach the Greeks? What did he mean And when he said, You will look for me, but you will not find me? And where I am, you cannot come. The people from Jerusalem knew that the religious leaders wanted to kill Jesus. The crowd that came for the feast did not know it, but those from Jerusalem did. Yet they were amazed that the rulers would not and could not stop Jesus from from teaching. He speaks boldly, and they say nothing to him. Jesus was never afraid or intimidated by the threats against him. He still spoke, spoke out. We know where this man is from, but when the Christ comes, no one knows where he's going to come from. Uh, Isn't this the guy from Nazareth? Don't we know his family? He can't be the Christ. We call him Emmanuel, God with us. Popular belief held that the Messiah would just appear. And the idea that he was just waiting, concealed, and someday would just burst forth upon the scene, upon the world... Uh, the arresting officers wanted to take him, but they couldn't. It just wouldn't happen. Uh, later, in the next section, well, I, I, next section, we were, they go back to the to the leaders, and the and the leaders like, where where is he? I'm like, no one has ever talked like this guy before. He might really be the real deal. I don't want to be the one to arrest a god. That's that, that's usually bad news. Many people did believe in him. They were drawn in faith to him. Um, if Jesus was not the Messiah, I, I, I love the line in here. Will the, when the Messiah comes, will he perform more signs than this man? What else do you want him to do? Right? Will, he do, will the Messiah, if Jesus is not the Messiah, will the Messiah do more miracles than Jesus? Will he teach with more insight and authority than Jesus? Will he love more? than this guy named Jesus? Will he suffer with more courage than Jesus? Will he atone for more sinners than Jesus? Will he raise from the dead with more triumph than Jesus? Will he ascend to heaven in greater glory than Jesus? Will he change more lives than Jesus? Will he free more addictions than Jesus, comfort more grief-stricken hearts than Jesus? What else do you want from him? None of this is possible. He deserves all our confidence, our life, and our faith as Messiah. 
And then Jesus has that line that I shared. Uh, I, I typically share at funerals, where I go, you cannot go. Uh, in my father's house, yada, yada, yada. Um, in another gospel, it has has that. But uh, where I go, you cannot go. And so they, they don't quite get the whole death thing. And so like, where where's he going to go that we can't go? And the guards, where's he going to go that we can't find him? Is he going to go back to the, uh, oh, what's the phrase they used? Uh, da, 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 among the Greeks and teach among the Greeks people that we don't like. Read that. Greeks. Uh, is he going to hide among people that we don't even want to be caught dead with? There's a, uh, there's a phrase called the diaspora. Anyone ever heard of that phrase before? Diaspora. Um, in, in, in the context of the Jewish folk, diaspora is the, are the Jewish people who are not living in Israel. And more specifically, even Jerusalem. Diaspora. There's Jewish people in France. There's Jewish people in the U.S. There's Jewish people in South America. They're all over. That's the diaspora. Is he going to go among the diaspora? That's, that's, the, that's the word they used in, in the Greek uh, for, for this. Is he going to go out there where we, can't, where we can't touch him? Yeah. So we're getting toward the end of the festival. And uh, we're going to get to the last day of the, of the festival here. Let's do verses 37 to the end of that section, 44. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me for drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit, whom, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. On hearing his words, some of the people said, Surely this man is the prophet. Others said, He is the Messiah. Still others asked, How can the Messiah come from Galilee? Does not Scripture say that the Messiah will come from David's, David's descendants and from Bethlehem, the, the town where David lived? Thus the people were divided because of Jesus. Some wanted to seize him, but no one laid a hand on him. Last day of the feast, uh, the Feast of Booths, the Feast of Tabernacles, lasted eight days. All through the first seven days. So, all right. So, this is them walking. The, the, the idea was in the wilderness. That, that's what this celebrated. Passover was that one event that, that got them into the, into the desert. But the Tabernacles was out the wanderings, the 40 years. So during the first seven days of the festival, they would symbolically take a golden pitcher and they would fill it up at the pool of uh, Siloam, which was the pool in, uh, in Jerusalem. I think we had a healing story there a while back where a guy was trying to get in there when they uh, muddied up the waters. Uh, but they took the, took the water and they carried it to the altar and they poured it out upon the altar to remind them of the water that God miraculously provided for a thirsty Israel in the wilderness. They did that for the first seven days. On the eighth day, there was no pouring of water, only prayers for water, to remind them that they came into the promised land. For seven days, take water, pour it on the altar. Big procession as they do that. Eighth day, none of that, and they were supposed to pray for water uh, as, a, as a thirsty nation. In that context, the words of Jesus makes a little more sense. 
Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. They've been doing this for eight days, getting water, getting water, getting water. Eighth day, no water. If anyone's thirsty, come to me. This was the last feast time that Jesus would spend in Jerusalem before the Passover of his death. And this was the last time he would speak to so many people before his crucifixion. Uh, like I said, we have a lot of chapters to get through in John. We get, we get to the, uh, the end here pretty quick. Uh, in the middle of John is when we get the crucifixion and we have a whole lot of discourse uh, to get through. Jesus stood and cried out. Let's see, what's it say in this one? Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, meaning, <laughs> pay attention, I'm about to say something important. If anyone thirsts, the celebration of the Feast of Tabernacles emphasized how God provided water. And Jesus boldly called people to himself to drink and satisfy their deepest thirst. We've had this several times in John. Uh, uh, the, the woman at the well, give me some of this water. Uh, two chapters ago, come to me all who are thirsty and I will give you, I will give you living water. The invitation was broad. Uh, because it said, if anyone, let anyone, doesn't matter your intelligence, doesn't matter your race, your class, your nationality, political party, just all, all means all here. But it was also narrow because it says, if anyone thirsts, you need to see your need. Come to me. You got you to gotta, you gotta come. Jesus has a gift, and we get the gift when we accept it. If I have a gift to my kid, where's where's my wallet? Oh, I don't have my wallet. Where is my wallet? It's probably in the house. If I have, kid, I have $50 for you. And he doesn't come and get it. Does he receive the gift? No. Jesus offers us eternal life. You got to accept the gift. Jesus explained what he meant by the metaphor of drinking, come to Jesus and drink. It was essentially to put one's faith into him, to trust in him, to rely on him, to cling to him in both uh, now and for, and for eternity. Uh, Holy Spirit had not yet come. We know the Holy Spirit, third person of the Trinity. The Spirit has been around in the Old Testament, but it has not yet been given to the disciples. That's what John is referring to here. Uh, Holy Spirit won't come until Jesus promises us the Holy Spirit. Uh, we get that in a discourse. The Holy Spirit comes at a, at a church holiday we call Pentecost. Yay. What color do we wear at Pentecost? Red. We are like three weeks away from Pentecost. Four. Four weeks away from Pentecost. Four Sundays. Four Sundays? Whatever it is. At the, the end. It's at the end of May. May 28th. So yeah, four Sundays from now. Uh, wear red. Just just go all out. It, it'll be fun. Uh, Penta, uh, Pentecost, 50, 50 Sundays, or 50 days, 50 days. Uh, so the, the before Easter, we have Lent. 40 days of Lent. 50 days after Easter, we, we're in Eastertide, and then we hit Pentecost. And then after Pentecost, we get one day of red, and then we go to green for the rest of summer. Ordinary time is what we call it. Um, but yeah, the Spirit has not yet come. Will the Christ come out of Galilee? Have you been to Galilee? 
Uh, surely this man is the prophet, uh, capital P prophet, again from the Old Testament, where Moses says a prophet will come among you uh, to give you more than just the law. Some say he's the Messiah. And uh, many people leave and many people do not. I think we still get that today. All right, let's finish it off. 45 to the end. Finally, the temple guards went back to the chief priests and the Pharisees who asked them, why didn't you bring him in? No one ever spoke the way this man does, the guards replied. You mean he has deceived you also, the Pharisees retorted. Have any of the rulers of, or of the Pharisees believed in him? No, but this mob that knows nothing of the law, there is a curse on them. Nicodemus, who had gone to Jesus earlier and who was one of their own number, asked, Does our law condemn a man without first hearing him to find out what he has been doing? They replied, Are you from Galilee too? Look into it, and you will find that a prophet does not come out of Galilee. Nicodemus, sit down and be quiet. You don't know what you're talking about. The arrest, the arrest was not successful, but it wasn't because they were incompetent. It was just, A, the time was not yet right, God's time. And no man ever spoke like this. They, they had heard many a rabbi teach, but never heard someone speak like Jesus. They were, I, the way it sounds is they were so impressed with what he was teaching that maybe, maybe he is who he says he is. <laughs> Are you also deceived? Uh, the pride of the, of the religious leaders was plain, as was their despising of the common people. They hoped to shame and intimidate the officers who did not arrest Jesus with the idea, um, all the smart and spiritual people don't follow Jesus and neither should you. The Pharisees of the time had zero respect for the common folk. Zero respect for the average citizen. Um, there was a there was a rabbi of the day and the generation before Christ summed up his attitude in one of the readings. Uh, no no member of the common people is pious. Um, we have to put up with these people. But uh, they're, they're not important. Nicodemus does try to reason with the religious leaders, warning them against judging Jesus too hastily. Uh, now these leaders lived in Jerusalem, and they hated Galilee and often mocked them. Uh, to these religious leaders from Judea, nothing good can come from Galilee. Which is not historically true, by the way. Um, there were prophets that came from Galilee. Uh, who, was, who was that guy who was in the, uh, the belly of the whale? That was Jonah. Jonah. He was, he was from uh, a town in Galilee. And uh, another, another, another prophet, uh, the guy who was fed by ravens and uh, um, lit Elijah. Elijah came from Galilee. Um, and perhaps also Nahum and Hosea. Uh, but they just had such contempt for Galilee that just made them lose, lose sight of the historical accuracy of uh, other prophets that came from that region. That is chapter 7. Uh, we get to chapter 8. Uh, we get, we get uh, a Mount of Olive story. Ooh, we get, a fa we, get a, we get a famous story that was probably not in the original original uh, uh, Gospel of John, but was added later on. 
Um, the woman caught in adultery. There's a rock. Remember what Jesus said? He said, let those... Without sin. Oh, that's right. Those without sin cast the first... Yeah, that, that'll be in the next chapter. Uh, Jesus has a whole... Jesus likes to talk. If you, if you got one of those red-letter Bibles where the, you know, the words of Jesus are in red, Matthew, Mark, Luke, there's some red. John is red. He has got some discourses in here. Uh, children of Abraham, children of the devil, the claims of Jesus about himself. It's another long passage, and most of it is Jesus talking about himself. But that'll be, that'll be next week. May the God that brought us together today go with you now and forevermore that you may feel the love of Christ in the warm days ahead. And the family of God said, Amen. Amen.